pressed, I pressed it. It's recording. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast, brought to you today by LaCroix Coconut Cola. And LaCroix Limoncello. Limoncello, and, and our guest has a bubbly. Uh, everybody thinks I'm a big fan of this coconut cola. Most people that try it thinks it tastes like booty sweat. I think it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> booty sweat. <sighs> coconut cola. It's bitter. It tastes kind of like medicine. Oh. That's what I'm into. Does it taste like uh, um, echinacea? Uh, no, it tastes like it tastes like the the floor of a, <laughs> like a head shop. Oh, so like yeah. echinacea well, I mean, and uh, I'm wearing too, but it's this mix right. of like you know, it's my, kind of my favorite thing. Um, we have a fantastic guest tonight. We do. Oh, we're so excited. Uh, do we have any? Do we before we get to our amazing guest, Steve? Do we have any uh, housekeeping? Well, uh, find us on Instagram at Trying to Be Better yes. Podcast and yes. subscribe and like and email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love uh, to hear from you. Yes, please and, do uh, Buy the merch. <laughs> and look you out. You have merch? Look out, buy the merch. Buy and, the merch. Uh, or, or just, you know, start talking up the merch so that we can have some demand to make some. Yeah. And then We're also to... be on the lookout for tour dates. Oh, we're going to take this show on the fucking road. We're going to take the show on the road to to city parks and coffee shops uh, near you. I'm so so excited. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be buying a mixing board sometime. Okay, here we go. Oh, hey, (laughs) that was our our guest tonight. (laughs) Do you want to do the intro? I'll do the intros. Do you do the intro? You usually intro. Whatever. Tonight's guest is my lovely wife, Holly Erbauer. Say hi to the people, Holly. Hi, people. (laughs) Yay! There's confetti cannons going off. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Although I got to say, now I'm a little, uh, I I wonder if I should have waited for the road show, you know, to make. Uh, Well, you can always. But but see, but this this will be be even better because you'll be on (laughs) this and then we can bring you out as a returning champion. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Also, right. that road show, Steve and I sitting in a park with a card table staring at birds may not okay. be that interesting. Okay. Uh, we may get distracted a lot. So now we can just focus on you. Nice. Sure. Um, okay. right. I like it. Not yeah, that we can ever be distracted from you. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here, Holly. Um, yeah. I, Holly is an amazing person all around. Um, she happens to also be the partner of my best friend in the whole wide world, Steve. Aww. Um, she's an amazing mother. She's an amazing woman in recovery. She is also a really badass therapist. And so there's so much to talk about. Also, Holly is a lover of live music and there's a lot of news in the live music world happening just over in the last couple of days, like oh, tour days. Open them, baby. Yeah. One of your favorite bands that we've seen together, Avett brothers is coming to the Pinewood bowl with I Willie Nelson. Did you get tickets? I got tickets. Okay. Sweet. We so did too. Yep. Yes. Very excited. So that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. Get to go see Uncle Willie again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen Willie? Have you actually seen seen Willie? Yeah, me too. Yeah. And his and his wild sense of rhythm. Yeah, right, right. right. (laughs) Which he's he's giving even less fucks as time goes on. Yeah. So it's weird because the Avid brothers, they they're almost a stomp and shout, you know, kind of band. I wonder if they'll meld. I I doubt it. I think they'll play separately. Uh, maybe Willie will come out for a song or something, but right. Um, right. you know, I saw Willie when I was a kid at the state fair, yeah. and uh, it was ripping. Like I, I distinctly still to this day, I was maybe twelve or something, but I remember Whiskey River, 
and thinking oh, like, yeah. whoa, like it was, it was rock and roll. Like it yeah, was, dude. he was tearing it up. Like it was a yeah. throw down, hoe down, rootin' tootin', <laughs> you know, I mean, it was really something, you know, and today it's a little more laid back. It's a little more laid back. It's, laid back. it's still great. Well, I, could, um, I could listen to Willie sing Crazy by Patsy Cline. Oh, Actually, God. He, did he write that? Uh, anyway, whatever. I, I could know. listen to him sing that and the nightlife ain't a good life, but it's my life. I could listen to him yep. sing that all night long. All night long. Yep. yep. So that'll be fun. It's always fun to go to shows with Holly. Uh, Holly loves to rock and roll. Um, yes. I, what was your first? I mean, I know we're going to talk about your amazing professional career and all the cool things you do, but maybe I'm maybe I'm skipping ahead to the end. But what's your what was like? What was your what was your first concert, Holly? Oh, I think was it Hanson? No, no, it might be worse. Might was be it? worse. Oh no, it was the Twins. Nelson. Hey, that's not worse. <laughs> hey, be nice I to our guest today. Um. I think oh, it, might have been, it might have been New Kids on the Block. Oh, yes. I know, followed closely by MC, Ice, MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. Yes. See, I, that's an amazing... I, mean, I love you, here. but... I know. I don't. I would not probably see those people today. Dude, I would totally see... I them. might didn't go they, see MC didn't... Hammer. I might see MC Hammer. I might go see New Kids on the Block. Didn't they tour recently? Though? They did, actually. They, yeah, they like, did. Yeah, that might be fun for the nostalgia. Sure. I'll never forget. I got one time I was like sick with the flu and my mom came home. My brother and my mom came home from Walmart with the cassette single for hanging tough. Oh. I, <laughs> and I remember that really was supposed to make that. you feel better. Uh, it, worked. Single? it was my, so my fifth grade. I was in fifth grade. Okay, it was awesome. Okay, See, okay, I was fine. in junior high, but the other day, like our girls are watching There's our generation. this yep. band called BTS. Yeah, so now a lot I listen to a lot of BTS, around. but I was real excited because I'm like, oh, it's a boy band. And I was telling them about the boy bands from back in the day and thought, oh, I got to play you these videos of them dancing. And it was so awesome. It was not so awesome. It was not awesome. BTS can dance. <laughs> yeah, BTS I, actually for the boy band thing. Yeah, they're pretty impressive. And then I pulled up these they're old amazing. videos and I thought, oh, this is not the same. But I, yeah. st I still appreciate it. Sure. But there I actually kind of enjoy BTS. Yeah. There wouldn't be BTS without New Kids totally. on the Block. Yeah. And Yes. Yeah, in sync. Yes. So right. Nelson, well, so MC Hammer and yeah, MC Hammer, the block. And, like and then yeah, then when we were 15, I remember seeing, I think that was the first time I went to Ranch Bowl because growing up in Omaha, we Her, Mahali's parents used to take them to the ranch hole in Omaha. Ranch the ranch bowl. I say that with affection, awesome. but like as teenagers, my parents right. never would have done that. But the first so would you see who well, the, that was for Ugly Kid Joe. And the first time we went, my mom and then my uh, best friend, Karen, um, her mom went and checked out Ranch Bowl before they took us. <laughs> and and they like, still let them go. That's <laughs> like, amazing. It's a bowling alley. It's and a nice bowling alley. It's a bowling alley. And we, were, we got on the tour bus, you know, of course, and we're getting things the signed. And, and then we see my dad, I, like, walking around out there and I'm like, don't tell my dad to leave. And, but it was, <laughs> dad, you're embarrassing us while we're on the tour yeah. bus. <laughs> I have, I have only, I've only seen one show at the Ranch Bowl, and I'm really glad I did. But me and my buddy in high school drove from Ord all the way to Omaha to the Ranch Bowl to see Seven Mary Three. Okay. You remember? Yeah, and we, we got there so early. We're like, well, let's go bowl a few lanes. So we're bowling. We're sitting there bowling, drinking our Diet Cokes or whatever, a Mountain Dew probably. And then these guys come and start bowling next to us. And we're like, I think that's the band. 
and it was like it was the band so we just like bowled two or three lanes with seven mary three that was my big claim to, i was nice but that was the awesomeness of the ranch bowl is like yes stuff like that happened you know and stuff like that yeah what happened at the ranch bowl stayed because, at the ranch bowl. yeah exactly but because they were you know our local band back in the day because right when i was in high school that was they were yep. just a band from Omaha before they yeah blew, dude blew up I saw so, one of the best shows I've ever seen was Fishbone at the Ranch Bowl. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that would have been amazing. It was amazing. Anyway, Dude. sorry. I, uh, you were going to say something. I digress. I, I was, well, I was going to launch into questions about Holly. Like we could talk Dude. concerts and we should get sure. back to concerts at some point because there's a lot of concerts happening all of a sudden, which is very oh. exciting. Yeah. Um, but I was going to launch in. So, Holly, what is it that you say you do here? Um, <laughs> that's like my favorite office space quote. So, <laughs> Um, you're a therapist yes. and you have your own practice. Yeah. I mean, I, we could go all the way back, but I, I don't uh, know yes. if we you want to give your life story, but no. um, okay. you started, you started a private practice yes. and then, then the pandemic happened. Yes. Like literally basically the next yes. week. Like the, and I'll give you the, the nutshell version kind of, I, I'm a duly licensed therapist. So I'm a licensed alcohol and drug counselor and licensed independent mental health practitioner. I started working in the field um, in 2005 as a drug and alcohol counselor. I worked at residential facilities um, for substance abuse treatment. Um, you know, fast forward, grad school, mental health, licensure, all that stuff. And, and basically finished my licensure needed for independent or finished my hours needed for independent licensure. Thank the Lord, like right before the world closed, like literally weeks. So there was that. Um, and yeah, I never thought I'd really, I never thought I'd go into private practice. I, I love agency work. I'm a people person. I love like the camaraderie and consultation and support and, and all of that kind of stuff you get with agencies. And then like January of, you know, last year, um, it just kind of hit me like, I'm just going to go into private practice. And I, I didn't just, was going to do it myself, like not join a practice. So yeah. um, kind of started getting the ball rolling on that. Got my office, got furniture, um, got my license stuff taken care of. And then yeah, COVID. So I literally have not seen anyone. And I, I have done some private practice as an independent contractor prior to this, but um, in my brand new office with my business, that's called Sanctuary Psychotherapy and Wellness mm. LLC. Um, at all. I have not seen a person in person. I've seen people. What, what, is, what is the name of your practice again? So we get uh, Sanctuary Psychotherapy and Wellness LLC. Awesome. You don't so have you, to have you, rent, you rented a space, you had a yeah. space ready to go and it was all set up. Yeah. And then, up. and then the world shut down and you still have the space. I do. I love my little office. Luckily rent is reasonable and yeah. um, I will keep it and hope to see people in it soon. Um, but telehealth has been a really great blessing too, because I've been able to work um, and also people get service, you know, like people are able to be helped too, not just by yeah. me, but by tons of other therapists. Um, and there's been cool stuff too, like people I work with in a referral network who, um, like different substance abuse agencies in more rural parts of the state, um, that send people home to areas that might not have as many, um, like aftercare outpatient therapists. So I can see people as long as they're in the state of Nebraska, which is pretty great. Yeah. Even in like North Platte? Even there. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I know. Even North Platte counts. I love right. North Platte. <laughs> uh, so the, t tell, I mean, you know, I think it's really cool to have you on, especially right now because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, correct? In the, yeah. the correct. month of May. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so I think it's really important to talk about these things. I mean, I, I, I have a therapist that I see every other week and we've only 
met over telehealth and it's been incredible. Um, I was, I had a moment today. I was, I was talking to him. I'm like, it, it doesn't, I was like, I guess I could go see him in person. I bet he'd be okay with that, but I'm, I'm so comfortable on my own couch. I don't want to lay on his couch. You know what I mean? So it's, it's been really great, but can I, and maybe I'm jumping off the deep end, but I'm, I'm curious to know, like in your work as an, as a new therapist practicing on your own, mm-hmm. what, it, what has been, um, what has COVID been like in terms of the, the sort of things that you see sort of your average client walking through um, that we've all been walking through of those yeah. have, has the isolation, anxiety, that sort of stuff mm-hmm. made people more open to talk about stuff or has it been difficult to navigate? I'm curious. That's interesting. And I've heard varying views on it too, from other therapists that I talk with. Um, and I've really seen both sides of the spectrum because on the one hand, people are very isolated. Um, but then on the other hand, people who have anxiety, social anxiety, that kind of thing have been pretty protected or people that have family of origin issues or don't want to see certain people in their life. COVID's a great excuse. Like, well, I can't go cause yeah. you know, COVID. So, so it's really been, um, kind of on both sides. Um, and then a lot of just fear about, especially the beginning before really we knew that masks work and, um, there are kind of protective measures we can take. Um, of really what's going to happen and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely been kind of a cloud hanging over everything for probably a large percentage of people that I work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, have you seen, I mean, I, I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I'm very curious too. Like, cause we talked to Jeremy Eberly a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. we talked about addiction and, mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked about it in a more general way and you have, you have experience working, yes. you know, with, with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, have you seen certain addictions on the rise more? I guess maybe you don't have no. a lot you, compared to feel specific, but you're not so much dealing with addiction right now, right? Yeah, I, it kind of depends. I do get, I work with some people like as a referral source that said that refer people to me straight from treatment. Um, so mm-hmm. I do have, and plus being duly licensed there, that's kind of a specific area. Um, so many times when people seek me out, it, it is for that, that there's some degree of substance use or abuse. Um, I can't say that I've noticed that on the rise, but I, f- I think I've heard that kind of overall, but without looking at sources, I think it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you though, that with recovery, that's been difficult. And, you know, we all know that, that, um, you know, what zoom meetings are like and all that, um, and as yeah. someone that had a, a, a base established prior to COVID, I, I know it feels like still zooming into a room of friends and yeah. many people very much don't get that. So mm. with people that I have that would really benefit from um, some sort of meeting, um, that's difficult, you know, because it's yeah. like, well, there's no meeting after the meeting on Zoom, right. um, no. or at least not like there is in person. So that's a barrier. And you guys know with addiction, there's so much, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to get sober and jump in and they're willing to go to any lengths. There are also a lot of people that are not. And <laughs> that, you know, so with barriers, that's a big one. That's a kind of just right there. Like, well, that doesn't do it for me. Right. Um, so that that's kind of a bummer, but hmm. some people then have the opposite experience. There's, there's always exceptions. So we yeah. say for the people that are phobic of like walking into a room full yeah. of strangers, then it's been helpful. Yeah. yeah. Like it's real easy just to look at the Hollywood squares, yep. you know, right. Yeah. Or not, 
or just turn or the video off right. yeah, and yeah. just kind of be there. Yeah. So I have seen both, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's but that's real though. That that's the thing that I've thought of over the last year is that when I was newly sober, I definitely was the recipient of people saying you're coming with us. Right. Yeah. You know, right. like, where are we going? Yeah. What does it matter? We're going to go get caught or whatever. It's right. like, get, get, get in the car. Get in we're the car. Buy you coffee. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. And get yeah. In the car. Yeah. And, or like, we're going to go to this thing or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. new crazy new guy, get in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you look crazy. Want to come with us? Yeah. No, <laughs> even better. Get in the car, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's not, hasn't been a thing. So I have had a, some empathy for that. Like that yeah. does kind of suck mm-hmm. that people miss out on that. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, the trips to village Inn and the, and the mm-hmm. card games and right. the whatever, you know, right. The birthday yeah. parties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, and to somebody that's new in sobriety, <laughs> that's thinking about maybe doing that thing. Oh God, village Inn and card games. <laughs> yeah, you don't know until you until you, you actually yeah, yeah yeah the folks that are new in recovery that have only been doing it virtually are going to have a rude awakening for how much social crap we do <laughs> so much social crap they're going to have to endure yeah yeah and all the like tears and hugs they're gonna be like oh these people really do <laughs> oh, each other. they weren't just lying on zoom right yeah i i mean and back to the you know your work in the pandemic too i'm curious holly like when once the data comes in what what you clinicians actually see like what because i think a lot of people had said that you've heard that thrown around like the pandemic's really hard and you know you know suicide rates may be up or depression and anxiety are up but you don't really know that until after the fact clinically right so like yes and i like are there any are there any journals or publications that are starting to make any of that data because it's been a year there has to be and I think, I mean, I don't know, because I haven't looked into it. I'm, I will yeah, definitely, yeah. though, because I want to, because as you know, probably with everything else with the pandemic, you can very much find both sides, which is which can be frustrating. Because even as someone who's kind oh, of yeah. educating kids in school, when you see all the articles about masks are hurting kids' mental health and masks, and for some kids, that's probably true. For all kids, that is not true. You know what I mean? Right. And I, right. I think that is, there's so much divide there that it's it's really difficult to find you know, so I'm waiting for those, you know, peer reviewed sources and studies and yeah. um, things that, cause it'll, it'll come out, you know, and I don't know well, what I mean, that we, will well, it matter. I don't know, I, but I'm curious. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it sh- should also be said that the pandemic hasn't been the only thing going on in 2020 that's, that's made things oh. difficult. And that, yes. And right. even when you look at, for example, um, domestic violence, you know, and um, potentially like abuse in, in the home in, in a variety of ways. When all a bunch of people are stuck in a home together, it's likely those rates are going to increase. You know, yeah. So is that, you know, the cause of caused by COVID? I don't know, but that would affect statistics if that stuff's being looked at. That kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I do know well, that there's, there's... I'm busy, and many other therapists that I communicate with are busy. So, um, there's definitely a need. And here's the thing: yeah. we should that I feel needs to be mentioned is that we like, despite all of the, and I'm gesturing broadly here, all the things that went on in the last year and a half ish Mm -hmm. 2020 was really great for us as a family. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like I got a promotion, got a good job, Holly's business, which at the first was like, Oh my God, this is awful. Turned out has not been awful at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. So we're incredibly right. It's been really great. Yeah. Yeah. on on, like on paper right and and we have done well which is 
I mean, a lot of people have really struggled through this. And sure. so, and, and like for whatever reason, that hasn't been our story. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I, like, it's been kind of this weird, um, I don't know, success story mm-hmm. out of, <laughs> out of this, out of, out, out of circumstances that you would think maybe that wouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so I have been, um, have tried to be cognizant of that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually practice gratitude on a mm-hmm. level that maybe I haven't previously. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Am I, oh, am yeah. I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Just because it's yeah. like every day, I think, you know, you read the, I read the news today. Oh boy. Right. And have for, I wouldn't say for once in my life, but like, been able to say like that doesn't it's not applying mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it doesn't apply to like our house yeah which is is it's kind of surreal actually yeah for sure um yeah. i'm in, incredibly grateful yeah um yeah so I, I lost my point I, <laughs> no i think like, you're just expressing the fact that like yeah. You know, Holly started a business. You got a promotion in in what could have could have easily been a really right. tumultuous time. And then, like like Holly so eloquently put, like it's kind of a make or break deal. Like families, like Kirsten and I, as far as our relationship goes, thrived. And she even mentioned something the other day. It was like, man, things are coming back, and there's going to be less time. And it's like, well, I told her that. I said, you know we can still remember what it's like to what, what it was like to huddle together when the world was falling apart, you know, uh, or, yeah. or spend time together by engaging in our community. Because, you know, the, the situations that you mentioned earlier, Holly, the, the mm-hmm. pandemic and financial uh, collapse almost mm-hmm. and, and civic unrest and political despots, you know, saying to inject bleach into their veins to cure disease or you know black lives matter protests you know screaming on the streets for justice it's been a tumultuous year Mm -hmm. and i think that it's important that months like may are treated not just as a perfunctory thing with a hashtag but we start talking about how important it is to uh take care of our mental health you know what i mean like are you seeing is the influx of that i mean obviously yeah. you know it's it's easier to go to a therapist online maybe right but also like is the stigma uh, the stigma isn't hasn't gone down at all has it or has it do you think no i think for one i mean you know social media is such a double-edged sword but i think that there's been some good work kind of in that arena i think that and also with celebrities you know talking more about recovery yeah. talking more about mental health so there's a lot of things that can happen i think education you know i know sadie was on here talked about community involvement and stuff too and right um i don't the more i mean just the more people talk about it i mean that's that's the thing and i think you know you've heard the term tox- toxic positivity that's something kind of that's out there now too and and just right. that idea of and also to combat that you know the idea of like it's okay to not be okay and um yeah. You know, it, that's the thing too, you know, since I'm on here with your millions of listeners that, 
Millions. To say, I know. Thank you. Um, we, yeah. yeah, millions. Um, but to to seek therapy, and that and that so many people can benefit from it. The other thing I talked about substance abuse, but I specialize in trauma, so I see all sorts of oh, people wow. that, that deal with trauma. I'm a certified clinical trauma professional, so I have additional training in trauma. I'm trained in brain spotting and EMDR, which is probably my all time favorite modality. But um, but people seek therapy for all sorts of reasons, even like um, right. lifestyle stuff or codependency mm-hmm. or boundaries or um, family of origin. And, and obviously then the big ones, you know, significant trauma, yeah. dissociative identity disorder, whatever, you know, bipolar disorder, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, all the stuff. But um, just that there doesn't need to be um, some big, huge, horrible thing that happens, you know, and that so many people can benefit from that. And it doesn't have to be a commitment of 10 years, but just to, you know, if you're considering, if you're thinking that you need some help working through some stuff to do it, because it can change things. When we had Charlie on a few weeks ago, Charlie Shanka, he talked about some pretty significant events, some mental health events. And he was so open and vulnerable and he, we sort of drove right by it because we were talking about all things, Charlie, but he mentioned doing some of those, those treatments or those AMDR AMDR that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that you mentioned, can you talk, I don't know. Can you talk a little bit more about that and like what that is and how that might be beneficial to somebody who may have experienced trauma as a child or even recently? Yeah, with EMDR, it's called EMDR, eye movement desensitization or reprocessing. Um, And it started, a woman named Francine Shapiro was the the one who created this and she was, I won't get this totally correct, but it was walking basically and noticed herself processing and her eyes, noticed her eyes were kind of moving back and forth. Like she noticed that. Um, That's funny because notice that is actually like an EMDR catchphrase, but anyway. so the, the basis of it is bilateral stimulation. And it literally started with the therapist holding fingers and moving back and forth and you would follow the fingers. Um, when I'm in an office with someone, I use tactile pulsers and they hold them and they just vibrate back and forth and they can close their eyes. Um, I'm doing it via telehealth. Results seem to be the same. Um, and I'm using a program called remote EMDR. And basically it's dots that bounce across the bottom of the screen. So people just watch mm. the dots. Or if that's too distracting, they can close their eyes and I play a sound and they can tap along with the sound for the bilateral stimulation. Oh, wow. But the idea is that when it when trauma is experienced, um, I feel like I need to segue or tangent and also say that, you know, trauma is different for different people. Two people can right. have the same experience and one person can develop PTSD or post-traumatic stress symptoms. One person might not. I always tell people that you are the expert on you. Like mm. if, if you're experiencing symptoms, it's affecting functioning. It's causing distress in your day-to-day life. That's worth exploring. If you could experience something, even if some people might think it's like horrific, but really it's not causing you distress. Okay. Then that's okay. Like it's not my place to tell someone what they need to work on. Um, so when someone experiences a trauma, it's stored in fragmented ways in the memory. It's not just neatly put in a little folder or whatever, mm. like in the, that oh, that wouldn't that be nice? Um, <laughs> it's like put uh, yeah. it, yeah, inside out, inside put out. trauma yeah. in this yeah. box and I'll get to that and deal <laughs> yeah. with that appropriately when it's, when it's appropriate. Yes, but it's fragmented. So it's stored in this fragmented way in the memory. And then, um, so then later in life, you're, when a trigger or something that's kind of a overused word lately, but, um, mm-hmm. happens, um, you're going to react or respond, whether it be fight, flight, freeze, or fawn when you're not inherently in danger. Hold on. What's fawn? Fawn is like kind of making everything. Okay. People pleasing, oh. like fixing. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what that, I've never done anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> so 
with the EM, and I use the example a lot about like, if you were attacked at high V, for example, right? Like you were attacked at high V. I think about that every time I'm in high V. Why and, did you say that, Holly? I don't know. And now maybe that's not a good example now with grocery stores that's <laughs> happening. But what I'm my joking. point is that like the high V is not inherently dangerous. Most people should be able to walk into a high V and, and yeah. pretty much know that they're probably going to be okay. But if there was a, a trauma that happened like that, um, their disturbance level would go way up. They would react in one of those ways and then it would affect functioning. Okay. So with the MDR therapy, it, it moves from the maladaptive to the adaptive and through the process, the memory is kind of, I mean, it's processed and then it's really kind of assimilated as it should be, um, and stored in a different way. So mm-hmm. the, the past can't be changed. It's still there. There might even be like awareness of like sadness or something like that when you think about it, but it's not mm-hmm. going to have the same effect. It's not going to cause nightmares or cause panic attacks mm-hmm. or cause inability to leave the house or cause, you know, you know, huge anxiety when you, you know, see someone wearing a shirt, the, the person that assaulted you or, or whatever, mm-hmm. these ways that it seeps into people's lives. Um, and we can also use it with different other things, you know, like anxiety or even resource building. The one thing I'll say for any listener who's, who's contemplating EMDR therapy is there is a uh, protocol and there is also preparation. So if someone comes to me and a lot of people seek me out specifically for EMDR, um, I won't do it in session. Number one, there is a process. There is um, gathering history getting to know someone. Well, there's, you never know people out there. So I always like to tell people that. Um, to really yeah. go through this process of kind of setting it up. EMDR therapy is not yeah. just the bilateral stimulation. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of walking through that and then doing some stabilization exercises. Um, I, I know. I'm, I'm no, I was just talking, thinking, I, I was thinking, no, you're good. Uh, this is great. But I was just chuckling like, you know, in a strip mall, like I can't believe it's EMDR where you just walk in and they, you know, give you some paddles and like, yeah. okay. Right. Right. Well, that's how I, I mean, I, that's, I was like, yeah, I totally get that though. Of like, all right, I'm here. I'm right. paying you X right. amount of dollars. Right. Let's yeah. get to the, where are the paddles? Wave the yeah. watch. Give Let's me the dots. The right. thing. But I tell yeah. people like, that's not going to be, that's not the first treatment plan. There's usually something else before then because stabilization is, is key. And I, I mentioned brain spotting, which is something I've recently been training, which is also another awesome modality. It's not like my area of expertise at this point, um, but it's not as, there's not as much around it with regard mm. to um, kind of leading in and then ending. Um, but with EMDR, I always tell people, yeah, like we're not jumping into that right away. We want to stabilize, we want to have um, people be able to emotionally regulate and um, obviously have not, not be in a really, you know, in an active domestic violence situation, inactive addiction, yeah. those kinds of things. So yeah. um, just kind of have someone not be self-harming, not have significant suicide ideation, just be really stable before that process begins. That's fascinating stuff, though. I mean, I think that the the idea of the of the actual practice of EMDR is kind of interesting and sexy to think about. But at the same time, it's like you're providing a space like all therapy should be, you're providing a safe environment for folks to walk through that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. with a professional. And, um, you know, I guess the PSA is if you're, if you're experiencing trauma or you're experiencing work stress, um, or you're experiencing codependency or just, yeah. you know, general malaise, right. Uh, you know, like, and you yeah. can afford it. I mean, and I guess that's maybe, I don't want to dominate yeah. the question, but I'm fascinated by this because I've recently really engaged with uh, you know, a healthy ongoing mm-hmm. therapeutic practice. Mm-hmm. 
what, what, I mean, cause I've talked to people that are like, man, I'd love to go to therapy, you know, like guys yeah. that I work with or, you know, guys that I sponsor, yeah. it's like, I'd love to go to therapy, but I can't afford it. Like, what yeah. are the, what are the options around that, us in yeah. our community that are possible for folks that can't? That is, and that can be very difficult because it's, that's rough. I mean, insurance, you know, I getting through January, cause it was my first January as a business owner and, and private practitioner, um, many people, then their deductible starts over and it's like, well, now they have these, these big fees. Um, there are people who do like sliding fee scales and I'll refer to some of those people in the community. There are, there are agencies that specifically do that for people as well as, Mm -hmm. um, kind of meet the needs of, of people that, um, just aren't able to, to pay for services. Um, insurance is definitely a barrier for people sometimes. Um, there, there are kind of private pay sliding fee people in the community, um, so referrals, you know, and I always offer to refer people if that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's a big one are people with really high copays and, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's definitely a factor. There are some resources available, but it's hard. It is, it is hard. And yeah, yeah. I mean, then that's like an overall, that's a, you know, yeah. in, it's, that's overall, not unique, no. it's not unique no. mental health with any healthcare. No. Yeah. Right. Any people trying right. to decide whether they want to, you know, pay their electric bill or get their right. insulin that month is yes. kind of a tricky thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And we're the only country that makes so many barriers to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of the, I, I, uh, I saw this tweet and I will share it. It's like this, this guy, Ben Lee, that he's a musician. He says, hi, I'm in Australia and saw a specialist this morning, gave them my Medicare card. And by 9 PM, the rebate, the rebate showed up in my bank account. Ooh, socialized medicine is terrifying. I have no freedom. Please help me. Yeah. I saw that one too. Got a good chuckle out of it. It's like, why? You well, know, because I don't want to take away from our do, guests, but, do but it. somebody's, somebody's got to pay those CEO bonuses. Yeah. I mean, I was, talking to, I, I was talking to I was talking to our a mutual friend of ours, Joel, the other day, who was we were talking about uh, uh, insurance, mm-hmm. and his he got a notice a notice from his insurance company that his premiums were going to go up twenty four percent for the next year. Oh my god! So he just did a little research on the company, and they have a, a you know their CEO. Get I'll give mm-hmm. you one guess as to how much his pay was going up that year. 24%. I was going to say somewhere at 20, 22, 25%. Yeah, 24%. Somewhere there. So he called them and just talked to the insurance, you know, the poor frontline insurance yeah. just to say, you know, I know this isn't your deal and you're trying to make a living and this happens way outside of you. But that as a coincidence stings a little bit. Yeah. Yep. That's rough. That's rough. And that's you so, know, corporatized healthcare. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, when, when CEO to end line worker pay went from 20 to one on average in 1965 to almost 300 to one today. Yeah, dude. That's uh, we're digressing, mm-hmm. but, well, but, but that goes right back to Holly's point. Um, yes. Like if you're uh, struggling in general mm-hmm. and could really use some help, mm-hmm. well, tough shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing that I hear in your answer, Holly, it's like, well, it's, there's not, there's no, there's not an easy, I don't have an easy right. answer for you so because what, the system thing, is rigged. 
One thing with, with therapy though, that there are interns available that provide free services, yeah. which is awesome. And when I interned, um, that was a great thing that I got to do, you know? So aside yeah. from kind of doing some research, you know, and, um, identifying different agencies in the community that are, that are there, um, mm. they are out there, but to, to look for interns, look, cause many agencies have those too. And a lot of times if they're private practices, that the therapy is free. You could do that. Or you could just get on Facebook. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Facebook is not there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, the sarcasm from Steve yeah, is I, know. Right, and I love it. We can't, we can't get too part, clinical. Though. We can't get too, we can't get too fact-based okay. without Steve sort of giving us that yes. lovely perspective of but there the, are people the dumpster on, fire that is America. There are, but there the people on there are people on Facebook and Instagram. This is one of my things that bothers me. Um, that aren't like that aren't therapists that are either trying to give therapeutic advice. Oh yeah. Or ther- people that are licensed people that are saying things that um aren't right. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 that can be difficult too because. I think about the, and sometimes I, you know, I don't like to engage on the, as the keyboard warrior or whatever, but some, oh, man, I know. so good, but <laughs> sometimes I will say things if I see, and I'll tell you the biggest one and then I will stop talking about it, but let's hear but it. That's the thing. When people say that there's a person out there that I've heard talk before at a workshop and, and, so, and that kind of thing. And uh, that basically says that um, addiction is caused by trauma. Um, so like oh, in man. some cases, yeah. Okay. In all cases, no, you can't say right. all like, and that's something I, it's so important for me for people to know that struggle with addiction um, or in recovery or whatever, is that like, you don't have to have trauma to be an alcoholic. You don't have to have trauma to be an addict. It's not like, Oh, go heal yourself. Um, if you heal this, then you can drink like a normal person. No, that's right. not true. Uh, for right. some it's primary, for some, it is like the manifestation of an allergy and problem in the mind and the body. Yeah. And you can't help it. And there's nothing you can think, act, heal um, about mm. yourself to change that. And that, that can kill a person. So that is the thing. Cause I never want any person who just had this great life and really no trauma. And they, they just happen yeah. to be alcoholic think, yeah. Oh, well, I can go do this thing with this one therapist and then I'll be okay. Or, right. Oh, well, I have this trauma. I don't even know about, or some, something generational, which I do believe generational trauma exists. I work with many sure. people who experience that, but for some people they are just an alcoholic. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely right. met some of those folks that know. in all other aspects of their life, they're completely normal. Yes. But when it comes to drinking, they, you know, throw yes. their, their, their roommate's laptop out the exactly. window. So, yeah. So for <laughs> yes. me, it's like, I just want people to know that, 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 that can certainly be it for some people. Obviously there, for some, there is, you know, trauma using to cope, learning by family of origin that, that drinking and drug using is normal. All of those things. Yes. That all exists. Yeah. Using to self-medicate. Totally. You, maybe you used a bunch of cocaine and you can drink like a normal person. Cool. If you can, great. But for some people that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. And I think that that's, that's an important thing to just, dist- because there is, I mean, like, yeah, you can, you can, you know, you get on TikTok and you start following certain algorithms. It's going to tell you, I mean, basically it could sound just like a fire hose of therapeutic information, yes. but yes. that's not therapy. It's not therapeutic. Right really. It's not, it's not actually getting into one-on-one with a professional like yourself. I mean, it's a lot of, but that just becomes a circus of information anyway. And like you said, there's, there's misinformation with the work that I do as a theater artist, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's misinformation 
and trying to be discerning. Yes. That's where like a spiritual life and a spiritual practice and, you know, yep. all of that stuff comes in. And maybe, maybe I'm segueing this conversation a little bit, but I'm curious, how do you, how do you take care of you? Okay. If your work is, is working with other people that may question. have. Okay. First, I need to say to everyone listening that there, there is a ton of misinformation out there, but there's also a lot of great information. And I think that um, there, it, there are a lot of great, you know, therapists that are, I'm somewhat more private, I guess I'll say, I don't put a ton out. I'm not one of those people that's trying to build a, an Instagram following of a hundred thousand people and, and right. share right. info that way. Well, but I will are. say, yeah, the, the that's trying to be better you. with yeah. Joel and Steve podcast, certainly. But I will say that there are people out there that do that and do it very well and do it very ethically. So I'm not yeah. discounting those people because those people are, are really helping people. And then the other thing I want to say is like representation is so important to say, like, if you're not a licensed professional or whatever, but I will say there are a lot of wonderful healers out there that are not therapists, you know, that are other modalities of healing. Yes. And I totally respect and appreciate that and love all, a lot of those people too that yeah. represent appropriately, just like I want to represent appropriately. You that's know, so, so I just wanted to I shout out to those. That's people. a really great and awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that because like, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for a licensed therapist, but there's also yeah. a time and a place for a body worker or yeah. a sound healer or relevant a yoga place. teacher or yes. a, a meditation teacher or yeah. a pastor or. Yeah. Joel, you're frozen. Joel froze. You know, I saw, uh -oh. well, oh, there he is. There he He's is. back. Yeah, you guys froze up. You uh, froze you up. Froze. You froze up. <laughs> I saw just today, I want to give a shout out to VJ. Oh, yeah. Uh, VJ. He VJ. Had, hi, VJ. Yeah, he had a really, you know, he had, uh, I guess, he had a post on Instagram today just saying, hey, available for sound healing. And he had a shot of his room with the bowls and the gong. Yes. And I just thought, God, that sounds nice. You know, we have some, uh, VJ is amazing. He's in Kansas city. Sometimes he comes up here, but I have, I have been in, in a sound healing with him, but there's also, um, and I'll, Kirsten and I uh, saw her, Joel, whoever the woman, what's her name? Kirsten yes. and I went to Lincoln yoga center and saw her. Jennifer. Oh God, I'm going to screw her name up. Wonderful. So I'm not even going to try, but I will put it on the Instagram. She, yeah. we have gotten private sound healings from her and it is really? remarkable. Yeah. yeah. You guys need cool. to do that. Um, so I'm glad you kind of tied all that up. I mean, who are some of the, uh, could you name a couple of the accounts that you follow that you find to be legit? Um, I don't know. I'm probably not off the top of my head. Um, uh, send them to me and I'll, I'll I will. Up. And I, and I'm, yeah. Um, I will do that. I will send them so you can share. Cause I know there are, are some definitely people locally even, um, yeah. and not even just Instagram, but people I know that are doing that work, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. the things that you listed and, and just that there are so many paths to healing and that yes. to work together and with, with other people to do that is that like, obviously I, I love therapy. I love doing therapy. I'm a therapist. I appreciate, you know, ethics and, and appropriate representation. Um, there are lots and lots of ways. There are lots of ways on that path. Some people don't need therapy. Some people get it somewhere else. Some people yeah. get therapy, but need, need some other things too. And I just, it, it's all good. You know, I think there's so many great things out there that lead to healing. I think, I think it was, sorry, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, I mean, the, the, I think most of the people that listen to this podcast are, are probably not in their heads when I say this, but like, if you, it, uh, did, what Holly just said is like, if you feel like 
you need help in whatever area, it's yeah. so important to just start talking about it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many avenues for help, even as, as previously discussed, maybe you can't go for whatever reason to see a licensed therapist, but there's so many avenues for help out there. You just have to kind of raise your hand. Right. Yeah. And start talking about it and, and, and yeah. to not feel like, oh, I can't do that or I don't want to mm -hmm. do that. I mean, that's a big one. Can't really help that. But um, yeah. to not feel like, oh, that's not available because the thing you may be picturing that you want may not be immediately available, but there are so many avenues for help. Mm -hmm. You just have to reach out mm -hmm. to whoever's available. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I was thinking about as you were talking, Steve, that you were one of one of the first people I knew in recovery because you're my pal that you were very open about seeing a professional as well. And I, sure. I didn't, I, I didn't think I could cross those streams for a few years and you were very open about that. And I think that that's true. Like having Holly here to talk about her professional work, definitely important, but also to hear a friend say, yeah, I see a therapist. Like I've tried to be more open about that. I I've said that some, it was like before class, but I meant something about a student was like, Joel, you have some things to unpack. I'm like, nah, I'll do that with my therapist on Thursday. You know, I'm like, you're open. Like, you know, awesome. like, I think it would be really nice to know that my teachers aren't trying to seek, you know, therapeutics for me. So like, you know, I'm telling, tell them being open about it, I guess. Yeah. If you're, if you are, if you are benefiting from a mental health professional or other healing or all of the above, talk about it. Yeah. Maybe them. don't wear that on a sandwich board at work. Yeah, right. maybe not, but you I know, in the appropriate <laughs> setting, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, in I mean, some works, you can do that at some works. Sure. That's right. True. That's yeah. very true. Well, like at my work, there are people that the people that need to know, know that I'm an alcoholic in recovery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I was pretty open to that as soon as I felt like it was appropriate mm -hmm. just because I, oh, I know what it was. Is it was when we started, when we started the pandemic, I wanted to host zoom meetings mm -hmm. over yeah, the new hour. Right. right. And I had to, you know, I had yeah. to have a reason, you know, right. for, book yeah. in the conference room or whatever so i just told them and they were like oh yeah that's great and that's yeah. one of those ways to break the stigma like and joel like what you just shared you know too and because i mentioned you know like social media it's out there celebrities but but that's that's it right there it's like yeah. your students look up to you like you are a role model and to know yeah. that like oh wow this guy that i respect so much and does this cool stuff is doing this like that's how to do it because then then your students will be like oh well he's doing it i could do it well, I think it also calms them down because I'm pretty crazy. I mean, I don't, I, that's, I know that word is a little they're, so they're thinking like, don't worry about it. Professor's going to his appointment on Thursday. Yeah. It'll be better next week. He says a lot of wild stuff, but he is seeking professional help. And we know he doesn't use drugs anymore. So. Right. Right. That's good. Yeah. But I, I you know, I, I think having you as a professional in this, on this podcast, Holly is, is right is just right on because, you know, um, it's important to know. I mean, and that's the other thing too, is that that's one of the great reasons why we started this podcast is because we are, I mean, amazing people are, are around us all the time. You know, you are an amazing person and my wife, my wife is an amazing person yes, and is. to get to talk to, it's just like, you know, talk to the people around you and be interested in what they're doing because it's fascinating what you're doing. And, um, I think it's really cool. And I'm really grateful to know that the work that you're doing is benefiting a large amount of people in our community because, you know, we need that, yes. <laughs> you know, so Definitely. it's awesome. Yes. And yeah. there's, 
yeah, it's cool. And I'm in like a Facebook group with, with local therapists and um, there's a lot of just great work being done, you know, which, which yeah. is pretty inspiring that, that many of us do have full caseloads. And uh, that's because, you know, people are reaching out and people do want to yeah. get better. And that's the other thing I'll tell all of your listeners is that like, if, if you're living, there's the hope for change, you know, and yeah. um, that's mm. it. Like sometimes people think that's it or they're broken or they went through this or they're damaged goods or I just can't get better. It, it can get better. It, it might mm. not be perfect, but it, better is always possible. Ye- I want to repeat what you just said, which yeah. is that if you're living, there's hope for change. Yeah. Like well, I, if you're I, li- that kind of choked me up a little bit because that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you're if sucking you're- air. Yes. Change is possible for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, it may require people. some uncomfortable actions yeah. and work oh, and yeah. commitment, but it's possible. Yes. And it's also too, like, I think about, I think about my, my spiritual practice that like, because you're alive, there is change. Like right. there, oh. there is change <laughs> and whatever you're possible, it's going to happen. Yes. It's going to happen. And, and it, the, 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 the times that I've felt the most stress, pain, suffering is when I've resisted, whatever is changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and a therapist and recovery and riding my bicycle and listening to good music and all the things I don't, I don't know what piece of the puzzle makes the picture. So I'm going to put yeah. them all there. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah, that all, that all, that all helps me cope with that change yeah. that is inevitable. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, speaking, so, okay. Holly, well, you, I was going to, you, we're, we're the clock's oh, ticking, boy, so there's something, something, so there's something that we, we need to cover, which okay. is that okay, you're a therapist and you help people yes. with all sorts of issues, yes, right? Yes, you recently confronted one of your yes, things that has been a thing for a long time. Yes. Let's talk about your issues. Okay. Holly. You didn't yeah, know this was real. No, but I totally tangented away from your self-care question, Joel, because oh, I, yes. I had to say things to your listeners. Um, but so I'll get back to that. And first I'll say just, I noticed that during the pandemic too, just the, the need for that and, and self-care. And, and again, another buzzword, you know, we see that a lot. It's not just bubble baths or whatever, but really about identifying like what, what we need um, and for me, like I'm an extrovert, I love people and I've noticed, you know, I've been working, um, from a home office through the pandemic. I, you know, and then it's like, Steve goes to work, Steve plays in a band, my kids, kids go to school. Um, it's like, so I, that hits me every couple of months. Like, Oh, I don't really see people like everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been kind of a need for me. Obviously I get to spend you're, time with my wonderful family. You're, you're like, but, thinking, I need to get out there. And I'm yeah. like, that seems so nice. I know. I know. But it's interesting. <laughs> you know, everything's relative, right? Like when you can't do the stuff, I mean, sometimes when I have the opportunity to do the stuff, I do want to like stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that's taken for, for all of us that need connection, it's like, I got to do that. So last year, um, you know, the bike game started and I looked bike at game. that and I thought, I thought I was like, I got it. I, that would be fun, but it's scary. I don't like fast things. I don't drive fast. I don't do any of that. I haven't been on a bike since I was nine. Uh, I don't like fast things. <laughs> I know. Well, what are you doing with me? Let's not go there. No. Um, and I like thought of quick, of it. quick, that's quick, Steve. That's not... <laughs> oh, oh, short. Not. Oh my yeah, God. Never mind. Sorry, Holly. Okay. <laughs> Hey folks, this is our last episode. Yeah, it's been great. Great ride. I'm never talking to Joel again. (laughs) Have a nice day.
Okay. Sorry, sorry. You don't like fast things. You were scared of. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I saw this bike and I took, you know, I took a picture, I texted it to Kirsten and my friend Amber and I'm like, I might get this bike. And then, but I just didn't do it. And, but then, you know, the winter passed and then this year came around and I saw it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do that. Like I, I could tell just, I needed, um, I wanted to be around people, my people again. And, um, and also like just the idea of doing something new. And, and I think maybe it was the pandemic. I don't know, but that idea of, you got to do the stuff that scares you, you know, and I, I'm a big proponent of that, obviously for people I work with and, and I try to do that myself, but sometimes I don't. And, um, being an anxious person that ha- that does have anxiety, I'll share that issue. Um, that prevents some things from happening sometimes. And I, I think about how I encourage other people to like, sometimes you got to take the action, you know, there's uh, you guys, obviously we know action. Yeah. Um, so got the bike and then I, we went and rode around a parking lot. It was the first time I'd, I'd done that like forever, like did a couple laps. And then the first big ride was for your birthday celebration. And yeah. I know, cause I just got to do, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So it's like 20 miles, whatever. So yeah, you did it. You were there. So you saw, it was like the joy, like I can't yeah. describe what that was like. And I've told Steve and Kirsten, like, I'm like, does it, I hope this doesn't wear off. Like, I don't want this no. to wear off that. You know, I was like, oh, I'm in a bike lane and yeah. riding downtown. And and that was so just cool. The idea that doing the thing that scares me um and doing it and and yeah. loving it and like seeing you gotta get over the hump. Yes, but the world looks different on two wheels. And that yeah. is something I never would have known. And it's just mm. been amazing. Um, and That's I don't so even cool. know that I can put words to it. No, you know, I think I'm, like, I'm really grateful. It. I'm filled with gratitude. It is. I mean, I've told Steve, it's like, it's been life-changing for me. And That's to so do cool, that. Cause I know, I know that like you've mentioned that in here and there, and I know that's like, you know, writing or being near cars. I mean, that's all very real danger for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I remember distinctly, we were probably a couple miles in and we were just, I mean, we are blessed in Lincoln to have so many cool yeah. trails. And I remember I, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I slowed down to kind of hang with you and Kirsten and I, and you said something like, is, is the whole, is the whole trip like this? And I was like, yeah, dude, we're on the trails, man. And you're like, oh, so we don't have to like ride on the street. I'm like, no, we're in Lincoln. There's tons of bike trails. And, and just the pure stoke on your face was, it was that made that, that made the whole trip for me, like that whole 20 miles. I'm like, man, you, yeah, it's like the world looks different from two wheels. And one other thing that I was riding with my, um, last summer, cause I got a better bicycle. I was riding with my, uh, my old college roommate and he and I have texted more since, but he came back to see his mom. And, and I was like, you know, one of the things that's been cool with the group of people that we ride with it's been like, you know, we ride at night or we ride and go get ice cream. It feels like when I was, you know, 13 year old, yeah, 13 yeah, yeah. years yeah. old, riding around with my friends in the summer yeah. and it's pure joy. Yeah. So I'm so glad that that's really cool that like you worked through that. Yes. And, and it's, I feel like it's, it's seeped out even, you know, like I, it's with me during the day. Um, just the idea of, and everything um, crossing streets, riding on, you know what I mean? Like things that sound great going around like some construction. Um, what else? I mean, just that random stuff of, of like, you wouldn't just totally not even think about it. But for me, it's like every single thing is like, Ooh, that was scary. And you did it. That was scary. And you did it. It's like, now I just want to keep doing more. And, um, 
She got the bug. I did. And, and I, I, I ordered the headlights and I can go on some night rides, but yes. uh, I just, I'm, I'm still shocked that I love it so much, but I'm yeah. so amazingly grateful. Yeah. I love a night ride. I love a night ride. That same route we took, which goes on the Jamaican North trail here in Lincoln. That's a few miles just through wilderness park and it's pitch dark and everybody's headlights are on and you can just hear the crunch of gravel on your tires. There's nothing like that in the middle of the summer. So I can't wait for you to join us. Yeah. And, and that's really cool. You're walking through, I mean, riding through your fear yes. there a little bit. Yeah. It's so great. And that it's bleeding out. Oh my like gosh. That's, it is. That's yeah. the point. Yes, exactly. It's very cool. Very cool. It's, it's really I'm joyful. Just glad to, you know, we can go for bike rides. Yeah. Cause now. it's cool that like now Steve and I have this additional thing we get to do together, which has been awesome. Yeah, I've, I've seen some photos. You guys have posted a lot of photos yeah. of you guys. You guys oh, rode not to on Instagram. Yeah, it didn't happen. happen. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You guys rode to Eagle and back, did you? Yes. Didn't you? We did last yeah. weekend, and then we just nice. like a, we did a, just a quick trip out to Walton last night. Yep. That was great. Nice. Yeah. That's such a nice ride. It's just like a nice little hour. Yeah. Just drive out right back. It's yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let let us know when you want to make the trip to Beatrice. I'm going to do that ride here. I think. So. Are you really down in Portland? Do I want yeah. to do it. That's a lot of miles. How, how many miles, miles is that? Would that be like 60 miles round trip? Round trip would be about 80. Oh my gosh. All right. It's about a three and a half hour ride down, three and a half hour ride back. Oh. All right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, I think I'll probably be pretty tore up, but I think I can do it. Yeah. So, That's but awesome. yeah, you got to join us for a night ride because it always ends up at Zesto or Dairy Queen. So. Sounds good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we are so, getting close to the end, but I want to make sure we ask the questions. And yeah. I know okay. this, well, you asked ahead, you, Steve. your question. All right. Your question. You what are your all-time what are your all-time favorite bands okay my number one is the cult that's my number one all-time favorite band um i know nothing I, about the cult uh, i don't so I, where, I, do I, where does there's where does the generation go? gap what's that oh gosh it's hard to say and, it's and, the it's listen to electric it's the best yeah, acdc album ever no. different people would say different things i like them all i like i mean electric i like love I, yeah. but i like uh, sonic temple that has yeah. special sister on it but then there are some other kind of more i love ceremony a lot of people don't like that one um uh, i like their other stuff you know i like there's one like um i can't remember the, name of the, the album but their song rise got me through yeah. a big like time in my life i have the word rise tattooed on my heel because yeah that's um, one. some that's of the, the, the lyrics that song are up against the world and still you rise and i'll tell you that when I um, named my business, I mean, the cult has been on the soundtrack to my life. So like literally yes. started listening around 15 and still and through every, yeah, through every That's single thing, band, my band, yeah. um, they've been there. And so, cause then it's like, it's my business. I can do what I want with it. So I really wanted that as a part of it. So they have a song called She Sells Sanctuary. So um, that is kind of where that came from is that I wanted a, a nod to them. Do you know that business. song, Joel? Um, I know. Oh, really? I know. I've listened I'll to maybe say, one half of a cult song in my life. Oh gosh. So I go. love cults, but I need to listen to the cult. Got to. And sanctuary means also a place of refuge or safety. So perfect. But also just the fact that I could tie that in um, was kind of cool. So um and then before the cult, they were death cults. And before that, they were Southern death cult. And there's some interesting stuff back there. God Zoo was one of my favorite ones from back in, back in the early days. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, Ian Asbury has an album called Spirit Light Speed that's kind of cool. Um, Who is this? It would be the singer. The singer. 
Oh, so you're talking about the cult the way I would talk about Pearl Jam. You're like, well, then there's Eddie solo stuff, and then there's Stone solo stuff, and then. But you might like that. So check that out. Um, I like I like another big one for me, Miss Danzig. I know that's yeah. Um, Danzig two, favorite one. Um, All right. Yeah, I'm the one. Long way back from hell. Not as much. I just I like Danzig a lot um okay. those were those are the two the cult's the big one though that's like that's like my my yep. band but i like a lot of different kinds of music i like a lot of i don't know what else do i listen to aside from kids music well, <laughs> what a good uh, the the original question that i started asking guests is what are you listening to right now okay like what's what's, to, what's tooting your hooter right now oh boy um the cult's always on there but also like lately um i listen to more grateful dead lately steve sends me songs uh, like there. i had you know i uh it, it comes in spurts hang out to barbershop long enough you're bound to listen to the grateful well, dead i saw them in 1994 so i okay. i i was but not like this you know what i mean like i didn't I, have the appreciation I, back i was then. gonna say you went to a grateful dead concert that's true <laughs> um so, she just rolled her eyes everybody that just yeah. like that well, um, I mean, but you know but i had the spark was there but not like you know um not like i've, I've been exposed to them now but that yes. that the thing i've been playing on youtube since i saw it the other night was that show that oh my um, god billy's, billy's birthday but the oh, billy's birthday yeah. that was but, so good when with Billy Strings and the Jackaro is my favorite one. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh! Oh wow! So the Jackaro from Billy Crutzman's yes. birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Okay. Billy Strings is playing electric guitar. It's so good, but I keep playing that on YouTube because I I don't know mm. if it's on Spotify or not. But look that up. I think it's, not, but yeah, it's yeah. in chunks, and that one comes on at like seventeen twenty or something. Yeah, it's so. She's good. got the time signature down. Yeah. So. Very good. That's good. Um, yeah. and then what else have I been listening to? Um. No, I, I go back just through old random playlists. Um, what's a, what's a guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. Well, you know, I like the hair bands, so there's that. Um, See, that's what I want you to talk about. I mean, okay, love warrant. Oh, I'll tell you my warrant. Okay, love warrant. Um, warrant? Cherry pie. Yes, cherry pie, but listen to the bitter pill. Okay, okay. and listen, I mean, the bitter, bitter pill, but also even um, sometimes she cries um okay and i met i saw them i, I think i've told you this story too before joel but i met him in 1998 and oh, um i got on the tour bus and bus. and i was not yet sober at the time so we were sure. all here. Okay. Danny lane was sober um and he was so awesome and we went to the back of the bus it was just me and him he he literally told me i'm leaving the door open so you're comfortable he showed me pictures of his daughters we talked about like relationships and stuff of course i was not sober so was then getting less sober as the evening went on um <laughs> and i don't know what i you know acted inappropriately or whatever and um so then you know he said a very nice goodbye we all got off um the bus and uh i i then you know got he was sober like he was trying and i i yeah. then that was 98 i got sober in 2003 and i yeah. i knew i loved just knowing he was here in the world and i thought i would yeah. make him someday like i literally thought when i see them play i'm gonna make amends to that person for being a crazy you know party girl whatever yeah. it was wow. not extremely stressful. and then he died of alcoholism yeah and then i didn't wow. get to do that so you know obviously i was pretty pretty bummed but so sad for him and so sad mm. for untreated alcoholism and so sad mm. for that you know what i mean yeah. just to see someone that was trying and obviously i knew it met him for a night like who knows what 
the rest of his yeah. life was like. But just that idea that it, it, it'll get you, you know? If yeah, you, dude. And, that, and even that even surrounded by success. Yeah. It That's, you know. So that, yeah, that was my warrant story. So they're very special to me, especially, you know, I've seen them since, but Janie is, you know, um, Nelson still like them. Um, I like, you know, faster pussycat. My friend Kate, hi Kate, if you're listening, um, is my partner in crime for all my little hairband shows. And so we do that. Um, and then 21 pilots. I love 21 pilots. Oh, okay. Um, so LaDonna, if you're listening, you need to go see them in person. Um, so I love AWOL Nation too. I don't know if you ever listened oh, okay. to AWOL Nation. Amazing live. Um, so I've seen them a couple times and I wanted to see them and they were opening for 21 Pilots and my girls were kind of into 21 Pilots and I heard this one song. I'm like, yeah, that song's okay. Um, so I went alone. It was, it was really fun. It was my date with myself and nice. they blew me away. Like blue, like I left mm-hmm. that concert saying, I don't know what that yellow tape means, but I want to put it all over myself. Like all these people here. Uh, it was amazing. I don't know what that means either. I, I know, but people, I know I got to look that up, but, but they were amazing. They blew me away. Um, I will totally see them really close. Anytime they come, I'll get those good seats and they are mental health advocates too. So that's the thing. A lot of their songs have to talk about depression, talk about suicide, right. talk about, yeah. um, it's okay to not be okay. So, um, definitely, you know, they're, they're a good one to look into. Wow. There's, you just gave like a whole nother playlist for the Instagram. I'm very excited about that. I knew it. I knew it. Like we need to bump the numbers on our, we do. Oh, we do have a Spotify playlist, the TTBB playlist. I will post about that, but Holly just doubled our playlist, which I'm very stoked about and definitely gave it some more hair, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I want to say to our listeners that Holly was pretty nervous about doing this and I assured her that it would be just fine. And as you can see, and just fine. And that, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very lucky guy to be. So, I mean, we're, you know, we're, uh, I suppose we're peds in a pod, but it's the, you know, the, the deadhead married the hair metal chick. And, uh, you know, we're, and it we're works. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we are, and, and, we are, we are, and you can stop me anytime you want, but I'd say that we're an example of um, not giving up, right? Because yeah. we've been together since 2003. Yes, mm-hmm. and it hasn't always been no, great. There's been yeah. a couple yeah. bumps. There have been a couple yeah. bumps. But the good thing is, again, just like with anything, the whole of your lives, the change is possible. Like mm-hmm. you, if you work at stuff, you get through it and you get to the other side. And it takes, yeah. you know, like attention and intentionality and vulnerability. Um, no. and, and then there you go. No. And, and, and I, th- I was thinking about that. I mean, really kind of just like recovery, like all of our relationships, my relationship with Steve, my relationship with my girls, my relationship with my family of origin, my, with my friends, like you don't stay sober on yesterday's AA, just like you don't stay drunk on yesterday's beer, same with relationships. Right. You know? and, right. Um, that's just an important yeah. And, and it's yeah and the the whole idea of like life is change and yeah. the, to make peace with that it, it right. leads out into all things into our work into our spiritual yeah. life and absolutely into our relationships marriages yes. partnerships like yeah. to try to <clears throat> to try to think that you know the relationship is going to be like it was 15 years ago 10 oh, years yeah. ago 
right two weeks ago it's it's, oh, it's way we're way better today than we were 15 totally. years ago like the last couple of years we both like done work on ourselves and with each other and there comes yeah. a time it's like you either face some stuff and get it out there or you don't yeah. and if you don't then that's that's bad but and if you yeah. do then it can be good what i was trying <laughs> like what i start is i was sitting here thinking wow this woman's really cool <laughs> well, like to you know yeah well i mean and, and that's and yeah. that's the thing about staying current with your partner i mean Kier, yeah. kirsten's doing some amazing cool stuff and and doing some really hard like internal spiritual work too that she talked about on the podcast and and, and it's like you don't stop and this is maybe for all of our listeners whether you're have a best friend a partner a lover, a, a wife, a spouse, something, somebody around you, like, um, see, see them, you know, see them for what they're doing and, and right. take the time to really listen. And that is such a hard thing because, you know, I'm just like, I'm in awe of my own partner. And the fact that like, you guys can have that as well is really cool. Well, and that's, like, it's so important. And this is something that I think we've really been open to. I mean, I'm thankful to the pandemic for is like seeing each other as, like it's very easy, especially with kids and that level of obligation is just yeah. a tool mm-hmm. to yeah. get the job done, mm-hmm. you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to this. I mean, you guys just heard Holly talk. I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, so it's very, it's just nice to be able to do that. And that's something that we're trying to be mm-hmm. a little bit more intentional about. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to see that. I mean, in, 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 a very short time it goes away just like joel what you were mentioning about like the world's opening up again we're going to be busier we're not going to have all this and really to keep that as a priority um and and the thing is like it's possible you know as we all know because we keep lots of things that are important to us as priority like with recovery like you do the things you got to do and same kind of thing well we've seen that uh this year because when everything was shut down we just hung out as a family right we didn't have to go anyplace we didn't have to do anything because we couldn't go anyplace and we couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. and so we we played poker and we watched Grateful Dead videos right. and we cooked food got chickens and, and we got, got chickens, chickens and yes. we hung out with the chickens yes. and we baked stuff and just hung, you know, yeah. and then as soon yeah. as things start open up like a little bit again, then all of a sudden it's four nights a week. Right. Yeah. running kids to stuff right and then yeah. collapsing which is also really cool it and is i'm like, not complaining but yeah, it's a different dynamic different. well it is but it's different yeah um okay so i want to i know we're getting short on time but i i thought of another song for the, the playlist um because the other another self-care thing i'm trying to do for myself is take guitar lessons it's slow going because i'm busy but um oh, wow. um so the thing i'm playing now is Tangled Up in Blue, the Jerry Garcia band version because i like it better oh i just listened and, uh, to that did you so good it's so yes. good and the other thing I what, don't think twice it's all right is one that I always oh kind of try to play. Um, and I want to say hi, Kara, to shout out to my twin sister who might be listening to this too. Um, that that was one that she taught me years and years ago. Um, and I asked her to send it to me like all the time because I always forget the chords. But um, the version that's good is Joan Baez with the Indigo Girls. Yeah. So please, it has to be that. And I might have to send you the actual one. Um, what's that one. Joan Baez and the Indigo Girls, and it is great. Doing what song? I totally forgot. Don't Don't think think twice, twice, it's all right. right. Oh, don't think twice, it's all right. Mm. And the other thing I want to say is you guys are awesome people too, Joel and Steve. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is really cool. And one day Steve said, we're going to start a podcast. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, No, you said, oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
there, there was some trepidation um, but not really because like yeah, you know i you know that's cool um but it's it's really neat and i'm so glad i got to be on this side of it you know um yeah. and just to see that that idea of trying to be better and and putting some good out there into the world and yeah. uh, talking yeah. to people of all varieties and it's yeah. neat so thank you who would you like to have on here um that we haven't I, yeah. I don't know because I mentioned I gave I said a couple people I think Phil Bercher oh god that'd be um, cool. yep um yep. Lance Schutbach yes um he's a okay. physician in town super cool dude right we on. Have a Randy Carlisle concert and I'm just um Sarah Raspy Sarah if you're listening um do you know right. Sarah from Lotus House of Yoga I, it's just a oh yeah Sarah, um who is uh now has switched kind of modalities she does a lot of um community work too but also as a um she takes care of her twin sister who had a brain injury. Oh, wow. Um, and so I didn't know that. that. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. She'd be a good one. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Thank you for the recommendations. But, yeah. And, just thinking of, and I, I, and sorry, thing, sorry they, people I didn't mention. But, there's yeah. so many, there's awesome so many people, people in, in, the, in our little town. Mm-hmm. Totally. Really, in our, really in our circle of just the people, just, just think about the people that, you know, yep. like, pick 10 people that you know they're all doing very interesting cool things yeah, yeah. You give yeah yeah um wow holly to even i mean thank you that's the thing like to to for and Kier, when kirsten says this she said this you know she she gave good feedback and she is not one to just dish that out for no reason you know what i mean so to hear that from you to hear that from kirsten um from our wives our partners it means a great deal aside from all that mm-hmm. you are an incredible professional. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the community. Thank you for sharing vulnerably about the work that you're doing. And thank you for being an advocate for mental health in all kinds of ways, because Lord knows we need it. And, um, and for supporting the new merch arm of the podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. Holly is the first one to order the mugs. We should probably order some. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. Somebody's got to change. You are the reason I. You know you